I'm so grateful that you are here. And as I begin my sermon today, I'd like to share a story of a great time we had several years ago when Jude was still uh, a wee lad. The question is this, have you ever felt like you were in over your head? Well, we had this experience. We were uh, with Jude. We were there at the beach one day. And of course, he loved water, loved having a lot, a lot of fun building sandcastles. Well, we, you know, of course, wandered out into the ocean for a little bit. Those waves would crash on him. We had just a great time. Of course, we wanted Jude to have a healthy respect for the ocean, but at the same time, be willing to conquer his fears so that he would be able to just to have a great time. And so, We'd carry him out there. We'd hold his arms, his hands at times, you know, whatever uh, was going on. It was just a great time. Of course, as the waves come, they'd hit Jude. I mean, he'd just have, you know, giggling, laughing, having fun. But of course, as the waves got a little bit higher, uh, I remember this one time uh, in that, you know, he would just simply, you know, move away from wherever he was and, you know, literally launch himself toward me. And I'd have to hold on to him and say, hey, son, it's going to be okay. We got this. And the big wave would come and be fine. But of course, there was this one moment in that when even some of the sand that was underneath his feet gave way. And he, you know, got this panic look on his face and he, you know, hey, son, it's going to be OK. We got this. We got this. I'm with you. It'll be all right. You know, uh, the deal is this, that sometimes regardless of what we're going through in our lives, we've got to know that we have a heavenly father who cares about us, who loves us and will not let us drown in the middle of our lives. He is with you today. He is for you today. And just as much as I was there for Jude, so he'd be fine, even though the chaos of the waves were crashing in all around him, just as much as that occurred in Jude's life, the heavenly Father that we know, the Lord God himself, is with you, and he is for you, and he has an amazing plan for your life. Because there's nothing like knowing that you are safe and that you are loved. Our Heavenly Father loves you today. Amen. And you are safe in His arms. I'd like to turn our attention to a, a particular passage of Scripture. Demonstrates what can happen when we are willing to trust in the Lord and willing to follow after His voice. Luke Five and verse 1 simply reads this way. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them, were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great multitude of fish and their nets was breaking. So he signaled to their partners in the boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Today I'd like to preach about this particular thought that's literally birthed out of this passage that we find. I'd like to preach about the fact that we must launch into the deep. Amen. We must launch out into 
the deep. The scene Luke paints seems like a typical seashore. Sand gleaming in the sunlight. Dark blue water against a lighter sky. Two fishing boats drawn up, sails down, wrapped up. Fishermen on the shore moving tiredly about and repairing their nets. There's a crowd of people pressing so near the master while he stood at the waterline. So Jesus, he solved the problem by using Simon's boat. Boat is literally a pulpit with the water and wind behind him. It was probably like this amphitheater effect out there in the middle of the water, carrying his voice all so that the crowd would be able to hear the Lord. In all likelihood, the fishermen themselves, they paused to listen. Now, what we don't know, according to this passage, is the actual subject of the day's teaching. But once Jesus had finished, he quietly turned to the fishermen and told them, launch out into the deep. For us to fully embrace what the Lord has for our lives, we must launch out into the deep and take the next step in our life. Amen. I believe that God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose that he desires for you to fulfill. But what we, we must do is be obedient to the words of the master. Be obedient to the calling and the leading of the Lord. Because when the Lord says go, we must be willing to run. Amen. When the Lord says stop, we, we must be willing to halt. When God says pray, we must be willing to drop to our knees and be willing to pray for whatever it is is being placed on our heart. When God speaks, we must be willing to listen. Amen. There's something we should know right out of the gate, that God knows what he's doing. Amen. Turn to your neighbor beside you and tell him, hey, God knows what he's doing. Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. This is a command that sounded a little foolish to the fishermen who had been working all night. Simon Peter, well, he's an expert fisherman, whereas Jesus of Nazareth, well, he's a carpenter by birth, raised in Joseph's carpenter shop. Peter had been raised on the Sea of Galilee and knew and understood fish. He knew their habits, probably knew their spawning beds, likely feeding places for these fishes. More importantly, Peter understood there are times when he just can't catch any fish. You know what I'm talking about? There's just the moment when you understand, look, I'm not going to be able to catch any fish. He'd fished all night. He'd caught nothing. He's tired. This command probably seemed so foolish that Peter actually questions the Lord. He says, Master, we've toiled all the nights. We've taken nothing. It's a painful, obvious lesson that we see here in this passage. Just like Peter, it's so easy for us to dismiss God's commands as foolish and irrational. Sometimes we may not even say so, but deep inside our heart, in the crevices of our soul, we might have some doubt. Certainly our actions demonstrate what we think about God's command and does it make sense or not. We feel that the master may not have a true grasp of our situation. Have you ever felt like the Lord has given you a foolish command, a crazy command, a, a ludicrous command? You mean you want me, Lord, to reach out to that person 
who's not been especially very nice to me. You really want me, Lord, to strike up a conversation with a complete stranger and give that person a church card? Lord, you're asking me to give up a raise on my job because that promotion isn't what you want for me and you have a different path for me to follow? For some of us, even reasonable commands from God's word may seem foolish. You mean I'm called to be a part of God's family and stay connected to the body of Christ for worship even during a pandemic? Lord, you're asking me to love you with all my heart and soul and mind and love my neighbor as myself? I didn't say it was going to be easy, but guess what? It is certainly reasonable. Lord, you really want me to give you the first and best part of my time and talent and treasure? You really are seeking after that? Lord, you're calling me to some things. Sometimes they're not very comfortable, but I can tell you this, that his commands, the Lord's commands, they are never foolish. Amen. The commands of the Lord are never foolish. They may not always be comfortable, but they were never going to be foolish. What might not seem to make much sense to us might be just a test of our obedience in him. Because you see, there is blessing and there is deliverance in following God's plan, in following God's word. The enemy of our life is defeated when we listen to his voice, the Lord's voice for us. There's freedom Amen. From sin by the power of Calvary, when we are able and willing to follow after the voice of the master and I'll be led by his word on a daily basis. So if we really want to know, can we trust God? Does he really know what he is doing? Well, what keeps us then from stepping out in faith? Well, the reason why we aren't going to step out in faith often is because we'd rather make excuses, right? I mean, it's so much easier to make excuses for all the things that didn't go right rather than do what we're called to do or the right thing the right way at the right time. It's easy to focus all the reasons why we can't than all the promises that God can. It's so much more easier to focus on all the reasons why we can't do something rather than be obedient and see God's blessings unfold and follow after God's promises in our life. You see, we see things from a human perspective. We have a limited horizon. Our worldview is only gets us only so far. From our natural point of view, it's so much easier to think of all the reasons why we can't than simply obey. God. We are often better at justifying our behavior than changing our behavior. So like Peter, we presumptively tell the master just what the facts really are. Peter's saying, Lord, look, we've been here all night, God. Jesus, I know you're the great teacher, the master, Messiah, but you know, there's no fish in those waters. We've, we've already tried. We've been here for a long time. Our muscles are achy. We're a little tired. We're weary. Besides, Lord, the sun is now up. Fishing is always terrible during the heat of the day. Can't catch fish during the night. I mean, 
And even during those early hours, how in the world are you going to catch fish now? Our excuses don't sound much better than Peter's. We focus on human effort when we say, Lord, I tried. I tried to be kinder to my spouse, but it didn't make much of a difference. I, I tried to pray for someone, but it just didn't turn out the way that I thought it was supposed to turn out. Lord, nobody wants to hear about you. Nobody wants to hear about the church. So why bother? We look at our busy schedules and rationalize. I don't have time to help out at the church. Lord, I don't have time to serve you and serve in the kingdom. Try something new. Lord, I'm not interested. You know, Lord, I'm not ready for that. I, I can't teach a Bible study. Even if I did have the time, I don't even know how to teach one. Besides, there's so many more qualified people in the church. You know, they do a better job. So why don't you let somebody else teach that Bible study? Isn't that often our excuses? Besides, Lord, what kind of talents do I even have? We might feel or say, how can I faithfully give you a tithe, 10% of my resources, my increase, when I can't even take care of my monthly expenses? On and on we go with human reactions and faithless answers. Human reactions and faithless answers. Attitudes that fail to take into consideration the miraculous power of Jesus Christ. Because you see, something occurs when we are obedient to his word. Something supernatural is unleashed in our world when we are following after the voice of the master. If God can use a little boy named David to slay a giant called Goliath, he can use you, my brother, my sister. If God can use the two mites of a widow, surely he can use what you give to him. If God can use a small prayer group to deliver an apostle from jail, I believe that God can use your prayers to do just, if not more, amen, in our present world. I want to elevate someone's faith today. It's not in our ability, but it's in our availability, amen. It's not about what we do, but it's about the God that we serve today, amen. It's not about the amount that we give, but it's in our obedience in the word of the Lord. It's being willing to build an ark, even though you don't see any rain on the horizon. Amen. That's my desire today. Be obedient to the Lord. Follow after him. Follow after his will and plan and not allow excuses to stop me from the miracle that is around the corner. Don't let excuses today stop you from your miracle today. Don't let the noise or what the enemy whispers in your ear today stop you from the miracle. Be ahead, go ahead and be obedient. Be, go ahead and follow the voice of the master today. Friend, your blessing is around the corner. Your deliverance is just one prayer meeting away. You may feel like you're in a drought right now, but begin to thank him because I believe that 
the rain is about to fall. Amen. The rain is about to fall in your life and in your circumstance. Don't allow the uncertainty of the moment to stop you from stepping out in faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, I believe God is going to minister and bless and transform your circumstance as we are obedient to his word and his will for us. When we stop short of God's call, you miss out on his very best for you. When we stop short of God's call, you miss out on his very best. Why? Because obedience brings the unexpected miracle. Amen. Obedience, it brings the unexpected miracle. In our opening text, we see Peter's faith in Jesus took his, overtook his doubts, amen, about what Jesus commanded him to do. Because despite the excuses, despite what he probably felt on the inside, despite even some of the words he echoed and shared to the master, he relented to Jesus' request. His obedience came on the heels of his doubt. In other words, it came in spite of doubt. What his simple response was this. Nevertheless, Lord, at your command, I will. Amen. Nevertheless, Lord, if you command it, I will do it. What we need is what Peter had, and that is a nevertheless kind of faith today. A faith that declares, Lord, I'm looking beyond my despair today. I'm going to focus on your purpose and not on my problems today. I'm trusting in you more than I am trusting in myself. Nevertheless, Lord, when it doesn't make sense, I will obey. I will surrender. I will follow the leading of your word today. Amen. That is powerful faith my friend. When we take the beautiful risk on Jesus, our faith can produce the unexpected miracle. For you see, there is no miracle to be had unless, unless we obey God's voice. There is no miracle to be had in this passage or even in our lives today unless we are willing to obey the words of the Lord. Against everything Peter knew about fishing, he launched out anyway. Now the Sea of Galilee, it's actually not a large body of water. He quickly moved to the deep parts. When he lowered his nets, he was in for the shock, the surprise of his life. More fish than he could contain. There were so many fish that we see in this passage. Peter's asking for help and another boat has to show up. Amen. Because he's drowning in fish. This is what faith can do. Amen. Faith is what moves the heart toward the Lord. When we believe God and we have the faith, to take the Lord at his word. We're obedient to his call for us. That's what brings the miracle. That's what brings the supernatural, the miraculous in our circumstances. God has ordained that the only way to reach our God-given destiny is to die out to 
ourselves, to be completely dependent on him, completely dependent on his word and the leading of his spirit. Our destiny lies in the realm of faith and obedience to God's voice. That's what moves the heart of God on our behalf. And he will do the supernatural. Why? Because we are obedience to him. You see, faith without obedience, it's actually not faith at all. In fact, James chapter 2 tells us that if you don't have action, you don't have faith. Don't have any action, then you don't have any faith. James chapter 2 and verse 17. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? You see, simply believing isn't quite enough. We must put faith into action today. Said another way, we've got to put some feet onto our faith. Amen. Turn to someone beside and say, hey, it's time to put some feet to our faith today. He goes on to say that even the demons believe that God is one and they tremble in fear of him. True faith then goes beyond knowing. It empowers our beliefs and guides our actions. Faith, it empowers our beliefs and it guides our actions. I'm calling you today to starve your fears and feed your faith. Amen. I believe that God's going to help us with this moment and write this sentence right here. We've got to starve our fears and we must Feed our faith today. Trust God for the miraculous. Prove, amen, prove him by your trust in him. Obey his voice. Obey his words for your life. Has he called you to do something in faith? Then go ahead and do it. Go ahead and step out in faith. If the Bible's asking you to do something, go ahead and do it. And you will be blessed, amen. You will find strength in following after the Lord. Are there principles in the word of God that you aren't following yet? You're not living by? Why don't you just go ahead and follow it? Why don't you go ahead and live it out? Is he trying to push you out of your comfort zone today? Don't hold back. Amen. Go ahead and go forward in faith. Why? Because God has a plan for you and, he call, and he's calling us to launch out into the deep. Amen. He's calling us to go. He's calling us to grow. Amen. He's got something for you to accomplish in his kingdom. If we can't steer the ship, perhaps we can be the one to prepare the stew and the soup for those who are in, on board in the leadership team. If I can't fish, maybe I'm the one that's called to mend the nets. In other words, there's some part of this glorious kingdom of God that I can be a part of. I don't have to be the person on the stage, but I can be on the back cleaning a row, or I can be on the cleaning team, or I can teach a Bible study. I can be a musician. I can sacrifice my time weekly for the advancement of God's kingdom in our community. I believe God is going to use all of 
us as the body of Christ in these last days to see his will and his church advance today. Amen. If that is your prayer, is that your desire today? Would you just give God praise for what he's about to do in your life and in the church in the coming days? Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do in Jesus name. Oh, I thank you for it now. I believe it right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Today, we've got to hold on to the fact that God knows what he is doing. Amen. God knows exactly what he's up to. We've got to stop making excuses and we've got to launch out in faith. Amen. Because that's where the miracle is. That's where the miraculous is waiting for us. It's awaiting for us to be obedient to the calling and the leading of the Lord today. We must have a nevertheless faith and put faith into action. And when doing so, we will see the supernatural. Amen. A nevertheless attitude allows for the supernatural to unfold in our life. Amen. God is moving at the sanctuary church. Amen. Change isn't always easy, but God knows what he is doing. God is calling us to move out of our comfortable roles, moving us into the harvest today, to step up to the plate, be involved in the kingdom, and step out and see his will occur in our world around us. Amen. 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 You want to know what a dead church looks like? Well, it's simply a safe church that never takes a risk, never gets involved, just simply, you know, sits on the sidelines. The church is too busy, too fearful, too consumed by their own issues or problems. A church that knows better than what God has called the church to do. Folks, that's not what the sanctuary is about. That's not what this church is called to do today. Amen. This is God's church. We are God's people. We are the sheep of his pastor. Amen. And as the lead pastor here, we are of, of his liking today. I, I just want to encourage someone to stir up the gift that God has given to you. Today, we're going to launch into the deep. Today, we're going to follow the voice of the Lord, fulfill his will in our hearts and in our life. Amen. Do you want your life to be fulfilled? Do you want to see God's greater in your life unfold today? I'm calling you. I'm encouraging you. Launch out into the deep and see what God will do. See what God's calling and how that will unfold in your life. Because today is your day for a breakthrough in the Lord. Amen. 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 Oh, God's spirit is here. And I believe God is speaking to our individual situations. God is speaking right now to our individual circumstances. I could give you a whole long list of things that you could respond to in this message. But right now, here's what I want you to do. Would you be open to what God is trying to do in your heart? Would you just begin to allow God into your heart today, your mind today, and say, God, I, I want you to be you know, open, Lord. I want to be real with you, God. So today I need to be willing to surrender. I, I want you to speak some truth into my life right now. I believe God's been leading you. God has been calling you. God has been trying to stir you. God's been trying to direct you. But for whatever reason, we've been fearful. We've been on the sidelines of life. Can we have today a nevertheless kind of mindset an attitude that says, look, I am done with excuses and I'm committing myself to step out in faith. I'm committing my step 
himself to step out in the Lord and follow the leading of his spirit. Why don't we pray right now that God would guide us and lead us in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I lay it on the altar. I commit myself, Lord, to fulfill your mission for my life. Lord, even this week, God, let me be more sensitive to what you're trying to do in me and through me. God, right now, I give you my all. Lord, as I come before you, I declare you first in all areas of my life. I don't want to just kind of coast along in a sea of forgetfulness, coast along in casual Christian land. No, God, I want to be rock solid. I want to be on fire for you. Stir my heart today. I repent for not following after your voice. I repent right now for not following the leading of your spirit. Today is my day to turn it all around and turn back to you. I turn my life to you, Lord. I turn it all over to you and I fully surrender my life to you. Speak now, God, to every person under the sound of my voice. Do what only you can do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We commit to you. Lord, we trust in you. We believe in you and we declare it together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I believe God has answered your prayer right now. God is speaking to your heart. God wants to stir you. God wants to move you. Amen. He wants to shake off the dust today of our faith and he's calling us to step out, to launch out into the deep. Launch out and have a nevertheless attitude. Be obedient to the leading of the Lord and see what God will do through your life. Can we do that right now? Amen. Can we commit to that together? Amen. If you are on listening online, would you type something in the comments? If you need prayer, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, give your life to the Lord. Would you fill out a contact card? Let us know what you need. We will pray with you. We will believe with you. Amen. We will, we will be brothers and sisters in Christ, united for a common goal and a common purpose. Let's right now worship together. Let's believe together that God is going to unleash the miraculous as we are obedient to the calling and the leading of the Lord, as we are obedient to the word of God and allow it to apply to our life right now. We believe it together in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name.